from Relevant Magazine. It's the Relevant Podcast. It's the week of Friday, July 6, 2012, and this is The Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and here with me in our Orlando studios... Why are you looking at me funny? I was thinking maybe you were going to mix it up. No, was I was it last too. week? No. I love the classic intro, guys. But you, you paused a little yeah. bit differently. But I know, because you're looking at me funny. Uh-oh. We're doing it ironically now, so that's, that's what's different. Oh, that's okay. my Strang. <laughs> Hi. To her immediate left around the corner of the table, the very lovely Calvin Keerley. How's it going, everybody? About fingertips How is it going? Yeah, about fingertips. They just with. touched. We're fingertips width apart. How far are we? <laughs> oh, man. Exactly the same. The same. Let's all do it together. No. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, oh, come I'm on, this. I'm touching Jesse's computer. <laughs> <laughs> on the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Home of the Mexican white sauce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the very saucy Jesse Carey. <laughs> and on the ones and twos, our illustrious producer, Chad Michael Snape. Hello, friends. I saw someone thought that Jesse actually lived in Loverland, Virginia. So there that's an actual no place. I saw a couple people there's say not, that. There's not. There's not. There isn't? No. I'm just saying that was, Virginia okay. uh, is it's for, for lovers. lovers. So it's the land yeah. of lovers, the right. Loverland. But he thought it was actual town. He I think there is you. a Loverland somewhere. There is. Well, of course, somewhere. Yeah. Well, it's probably like no, I mean, Loverland. it's officially called Loverland. Yeah, it's probably not Loverland. Just defined that way by teenagers. There's <laughs> <laughs> a spot in our neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, across yeah, your house. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a cliff overlooking a, a scenic view of the city. Yeah, Loverland, well, which is which is surprisingly easily accessible by old convertibles, <laughs> even though it's a dirt road leading up there. Um, there is a spot like that in Tulsa. Did you find it, Jesse? I, I had not for those purposes, but I, I did drive up there one time just to check it out. Yeah, uh-huh. mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> I'm married, so it doesn't matter anyway. Did have a ever have a cop come by and just tap tap on the window? Excuse me, sir. Move it along, punks. <laughs> I would just like to say to all the people who have been tweeting disparaging comments about my almond eating during the recording yeah. that I don't have any almonds today. I have nothing and I'm very, very hungry. We yeah. do have some Reese's. We do have some Reese's, though. Yeah, so this is torture. Uh, Maya well, but, got but sent... As Calvin pointed out, there's no wrong way to eat one, yeah, even so, on a podcast. So Maya right. got sent a box of Reese's Pieces. I'm going to open them right now. I'd like to thank uh, Chris Perry for sending them. He's a, a 10 percenter. Oh, nice. Thanks, Chris. Yeah. I am the 10 percent. Cool. So I appreciate it. You better share them because really I'm, I'm going to be punchy. Yeah, thanks Otherwise. for only sending one box, Chris. Yeah. There's, wait, let's just like reassess. Sending... There's one, two, three, four, yeah. four of us. Yeah. And why that, are that's you. That's like three Reese's pieces on the phone. Why are you sending my wife gifts? Ooh. <laughs> yes. Chocolates, nonetheless. Because I asked for them. Did the envelope smell like Old Spice? <laughs> <laughs> it had the distinct aroma of Stetson. This good. is usually where I say we have a great podcast in store for you today, but, but you can already it's tell. a bold-faced lie. You can already tell. <laughs> you can already tell. We're just kind of Not one of our best. <laughs> 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 We're not telling you to skip this one. I mean, you've already listened for about three minutes. You're so. already committed. Yeah. You're already in. Yeah. Gotta go for you, can't, it. you can't stop now. But we, I'll just tell you, we are recording this on a holiday week. 
And so our, we're mentally just not here, and I'm hungry. We're all so. very hungry. <laughs> we know that we're going out for a staff lunch, a Mexican lunch, after this. That's right. So we want to hurry up and get this done. No Let's white do sauce, though. No, no, no white sauce. That's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> I actually I ate Mexican it. last night uh, at a local, at a little neighborhood place, and uh, uh, had enjoyed some white sauce, actually. So You know what? Yeah. I made chicken, quesadilla, or chicken enchiladas last night. My and- no, the, you, you're bearing the lead. Maya cooked last I night. I cooked last night, everybody. Wow. I cooked. Well done. That's tr- it's true. I am, I don't cook. Um, but, you know, Pinterest makes you think you can be a cook and a crafter and everything all at once. That's what it's for. That's what it's mm-hmm. for. Okay. So, illusions. Illusions. Because a lot of times I'm like, wait a second, this didn't work out at all. <laughs> um, but I this did work out. And actually, it did have a white sauce on top that was not made of cheese. Maya... Enchiladas have a white sauce on it. It's not the oh, same as the dipping the sauce. No, no, no. Somebody sent in a recipe of this Mexican dipping sauce. It was based on salad dressing with other yeah. herbs. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's okay. like ranch mayonnaise and a bunch of like cilantro and weird whatever thrown in there. Yeah. Huh. yeah. Okay. Never mind. But speaking of Pinterest recipes, I, I know we're trying to move this thing along, but I caution everyone who uses Pinterest to be careful. I have a buddy who is not. Granted, he is not a chef or a cook and very rarely eats anything other than microwavable foods. <laughs> but he saw a recipe on Pinterest. He, he's he's single and just kind of, you know, does his thing. But he saw a recipe on Pinterest for dried strawberries. Like you would get, like maybe you could eat like granola as like a, you know, healthy snack. Right. And, uh, I don't. I don't know all the details of the recipe. It, it pretty much involved putting them on tin foil in your oven for an extended period amount of time, and all he got was a hot, gooey uh, <laughs> pile of strawberries at the end of it. So, I caution Pinterest users: not everything on there is legit. Right. You might just end up with a hot, gooey pile of strawberry mess. Yeah. I have one to make um, apple chips like that, but it's basically baking for... It's probably a lie. Yeah. I haven't done it yet because I'm like, I don't think it's going to turn out. It made me want to put fake recipes on Pinterest. (laughs) Like, honestly, I had the idea of like just going to like some stock photo site and finding like the the, the best looking like brownies ever. (laughs) And then I I don't bake and I, I I don't even know how to make brownies. Even if I had the box, I've never done it. I'd probably botch it. But I wanted to like post the best made from scratch brownie recipe ever and just put all these insane ingredients in a process that would take like four hours just to see if someone would do everything I put on there and come up with nothing and just post a mad comment back. Like that would make the whole th- the whole prank totally worth it to me. Hey, uh, Jesse, how did you describe what you would end up with? I think I described it as a hot, gooey pile of strawberry mess. Speaking of Magic Mike. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Where's the slide whistle? (laughs) Where's your phone? I'm retiring it for this episode, I think. Oh. Oh. It was the fifth member of the crew. It's too much work for Snavely. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, if our podcast wasn't one that had some moral fiber... I would want the question of the week. It wouldn't be a question of the week. It would be like a project of the week for people to post uh, nonsensical recipes on Pinterest in an effort to try to get other unsuspecting users to make them. And then they send us the angry comments. Like that would be, like I said, if I felt right about deceiving people. You know, you just described Wikipedia. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, while you guys are talking, I'm I'm reading our relevant podcast Twitter feed. And last night, uh, last night, uh, apparently a new listener tweeted her review 
of, of our of our podcast. She says her name is Jew Castleman, J U Castleman. Curled up with tea and listening to the Relevant Podcast. I don't know what's going on, but I like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Story of my life. <laughs> I retweeted. I said that's our new tagline. Yeah. I don't know what's going on, but I like I it. I like it. <laughs> yeah. We got a lot of feedback from you guys on Twitter this week. It was it was a lot of fun, especially with the Twitter pet peeves, social mm-hmm. media pet peeves. So we'll yeah. we'll get to that later in the show. Also coming up on the show today, we talked to a uh, a great group, pomegranates. They're exploding right now. Not literally exploding pomegranates like you stuck firecrackers in them on July fourth. The Not ba- a Pinterest recipe. <laughs> the band, <laughs> the band, the pomegranates are uh, becoming more and more successful by the day. You know, if you listen to the pomegranates daily, it's good for your digestion. <laughs> <laughs> that would be where you the can't slide skip a day though. That would be where it's just a bad day. Skip a day? Why? You can't skip a day. Why? You back up? No. It, yeah, you back up. <laughs> <laughs> it has a, has reverse effects. But don't. But don't. J- j- just trust me. Just, so, just But the next trust day, me. when you put it back on on your playlist. Doesn't that take care of the backup? No, no. No fair weather pomegranates here. Okay. This is a committed lifestyle. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Also coming up in the show today, we play the legendary, the fan favorite game, indie rock band or firework. Yes. I'm so excited. Happy birthday, America. We're bringing it back. Yeah. As you know, last week, you know, obviously a few days ago, (laughs) July 4th, we all have some fireworks left over. We all were exposed to many, many firework over the course of the week. (laughs) And so you should all, as you play along at home, in the home game. uh, I was hearing them all all throughout the night last week, even when it was the 4th of July. Yeah, very annoying. Actually, that might have been been me and my new lab that I set up in your backyard. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It sounded a little close. Yeah. Yeah, most of of my fireworks this year are homemade. The economy's hitting us all. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I got a lot of household chemicals that I... A lot of extras lying around, so there's a whole lot of vinegar and baking soda involved, <laughs> and bleach. Did you did you ever did you <laughs> and ever bleach and two cycle weed whacker fuel? <laughs> Wait, what is that oh. one? Is that is that for real? No, I, I'm oh. just kidding. All right. <laughs> my fi- my homemade fireworks are me pouring a lot of chemicals into a milk jug and throwing matches at it and running. I did that, dude. I I exploded so many things in my house growing up. I let our I lit our woods on fire twice. Um, but like in our driveway, I, do you remember the opening scene to like one of the lethal weapons where it was that slow flame that followed the line, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, like slowly, it was like slow-mo burn. You ever see that? And it like made the letters lethal weapon two or something like that. Mm-hmm. Vaguely. I wanted to recreate that. Hmm. So I carefully poured gasoline <laughs> around our driveway and I thought I'll make a design. And it'll, you know, just go kind of like dominoes. Right. You know, the, it'll light on fire like dominoes. And so I did it all over. And um, it exploded in a fireball <laughs> like you've never seen. It's just like, <laughs> like it singed all my hair. It was great. But uh, I, we had a permanent red stain on the roof of our garage because of uh, trying to make non-flammable um, fireworks. I tried to uh, create in a two-liter bottle. Uh, some chemicals that I had in a chemistry set. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know how it turned red, but it exploded so violently. It, it stained our roof of our garage red and myself. And for the rest of, like, forever, we had this red roof. My parents never asked me about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If the, I was just hoping they wouldn't notice. But uh, 
Anyway. <laughs> so homemade fireworks are possible. I, I've always wanted to somehow recreate like the scene. I can't remember what Schwarzenegger movie. It's probably in multiple where he like dives underwater and the surface of the water is is like exploding and catching on fire right. above him. Right. I and did, I just always wanted to do that and just like yell as I dive into the pool while it's exploding behind me, you know. I lit water Get on down, fire. you idiots! Get down! <laughs> the bridge is out! I lit water on fire, but it wasn't a swimming pool or something. It was, um, I buried, so I wanted to make an underground bomb, so I wanted to do like special effects where like, you know, the bombs would explode and dirt would go flying everywhere, like a mine or something in, the, f- in the movies. Were you friends with Michael Bay? <laughs> yeah. So I Why went back, I went back into our woods and uh, took a, a Coke can, okay, filled it with gasoline because that was my go-to explosive, sure. uh, buried it under the surface of the ground. I needed a wick though. And so the only thing I could find was a cloth, which I also dipped in the gasoline. I was going to say old sock. Yeah, and ran it into the you know the mouth of the can, mm-hmm. and uh, lit it, uh, and ran. And what ended up happening was dirt didn't fly everywhere; flaming fire flew everywhere, and and then ended up landing. And it was like a swampy woods, and so it lit the water, the swamp water, on fire, and and fire slowly started to go in the slow current down our woods, oh lighting everything on fire as it touched it. So the water totally burned, and it burned for a good ten minutes, and then it lit everything else on fire too. Well, well what you described is the is the combination of a landmine and a Molotov cocktail, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. And thankfully, because everything's so wet and swampy, eventually when the gasoline burned off, like everything else, like survived. But it was a very charred, charred portion of our woods. That sounds like the backstory to a, a superhero or some type of monster that was created, <laughs> yeah. in the depths of these yes. flames and the muck of this pond. Somewhere out there is a is a fifteen year old monster, <laughs> just waiting, just biding his time, just he's, waiting for his vengeance. He's like charred and burned. Yeah, he's looking for you, <laughs> father. <laughs> father, I didn't. What do you think I was doing back there? <laughs> anyway, uh, homemade fireworks. It's a good idea, kids. Um, Pin them. <laughs> but at first, your entertainment releases, music coming out on Tuesday, July tenth. Really? P.O.D. is back with Murdered Love. Oh. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. Somebody murdered their love. Which was their music. music. (laughs) 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 Their careers. (laughs) Foles is coming out with tapes. The Zac Brown Band is coming out with Uncaged. And our pick of the week, Dirty Projectors with Swing Low Magellan. think that they'd be able to fix that projector by now. Yeah, it's Just wipe it off. Just clean it up or something. Dirty for a long time. It's been, yeah. You've made some good money. Hire a cleaning company. Or at least yeah. be just become the dirty projector. I mean, if you have multiple, clean some of them. Right. Yes, yeah, so at least you can do. Make an effort. Sell some of the old ones and buy cleaning solution. <laughs> right. <laughs> and the leftover cleaning solution, make a homemade firework and pin <laughs> on Pinterest how you did it. Right. Hey, is that is that a thing on Pinterest? Do people pin home explosives? They I should. have several Probably. homemade firework boards. <laughs> 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 They're big. You know, my boards are big with like mommy bloggers who just like to read them. You 
That might be something that's on the... the They're getting pinned all over the place. The men's version of Pinterest. Have you heard about this? No. It's called Dude Pin or something like that? I think it's called Himtrist. Himtrist? No, that's for people who post about, like, you know, spiritual songs. No, that's gospel God, music. That's Godtrist. Oh. <laughs> I'm working on that one. Don't take it. But no, there is a There's men's a- version of Pinterest. I think it's called Dude Pin or something. Because there are be guys on that. Pinterest. There's a lot just, of guys on Pinterest. I think actually. it's weird when they're pinning. I'm on Pinterest. Do you but pin? I don't. I don't pin about recipes. I and feel stuff. like everybody. Got, what do you pin? What do you, what like do you pin? Signed up, but um, mostly like arts and crafts. No, uh, I, mostly like uh, like like nice leathered goods. <laughs> 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 I was hoping you were going to say birdhouses. <laughs> <laughs> Hundreds of birdhouses. I think. <laughs> yeah, like leathered goods, uh, like nice shoes or bags, maybe cool sunglasses, uh, cars. You pin cars? I pin them. Yeah. <laughs> I like some them. cool cars. Mustang! Pin it! <laughs> Check out that spoiler. Putting it on the pin. Whoa! Sweet rims. Pinning. I don't think the saying Put, is... Putting on the pin. That's yeah, what I say. I don't say. think it's putting on That's the pin. That's what I say to myself when I'm pinning. <laughs> Ooh, putting on the pin. Like, Ooh, cool. Those windows are mirror tent. Putting on the pin. <laughs> I can't tell if that's a dragon stencil or a really sweet paint job. Putting on the pin. <laughs> hashtag putting on the pin. Hashtag Maya hates hashtags. Which I saw that little exchange about the whole Maya hates hashtags thing over the weekend. It was great. It was trending. It was trending. It was trending. It was not Maya trendy. hates hashtags in our trended in, our in, yeah, in, okay. in Winter Park, Florida right. for six minutes. Yeah. Right. So so you got to have a really, you change it really specific. Yeah. And then from, the bubble burst. Yeah. But, from like 4.30 a.m. to 4.36 mm-hmm. a.m. It was good. It was good. My wife asked about it. She said, why does Maya hate hashtags? <laughs> Everybody's talking <laughs> about it. <laughs> Everyone's talking People about it. People want to know. Pinterest has exploded with Maya hates hashtags. <laughs> Uh, movies coming out on Friday, July 13th. Ice Age, Continental Drift, 3D. Mm. Still making that one, yeah. that franchise. Also coming out, Red Lights, starring Robert De Niro and Sigourney Weaver. All right, that'll do it for your entertainment releases. Stay tuned. Up next, Slices. You're listening to Woods. The song is Cali in a Cup. Cali in a Cup. Would that be like a cup of soup? Would that be uh, protective? <laughs> Sportswear? Sportswear. In nature. <laughs> yeah. You can never be too safe. Cali With fireworks. With homemade fireworks, you can never be too safe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trust me. Yeah. If you have an appendage, cup it. <laughs> <laughs> Putting on the pin. Putting it on the pin. Don't pin those things. Yeah. Uh, at the beginning of the podcast, you heard Santa Gold with the new one, The Keepers, from a new album. Also featured in the newish of Relevant, Santa Gold. Uh, did you see, uh, illustrious producer Chad Michael Snavely, did you see somebody asking, <laughs> what's the deal with all the sleigh bells? Like, what's the appeal is what she, the person was the implying. Appeal, the appeal is the fact that uh, when you have a song that starts off a show, you want it to be something that gets you in the mood to sit down and listen for the next hour. Jamming. It, it needs to be something to just rev up your engine. And so Sleigh Bells, I mean, they have they, they have the sound of like lighting your guitars on fire. They make you, if you listen to the whole album, by the end of it, 
you will be fist pumping yourself through a wall. Yeah, like you're pretty angry. You're kind of like that episode of The Office when Andy punched the wall. Boom! You can't help it. That's that's what <laughs> you're like. Would you would you describe it as indie rock jock jams? Yes. <laughs> I mean, one song has like a little cheerleading thing in it. Yeah, it does. Indie rock jock jams. That's that exactly, needs to be a new genre. That's exactly what it is. I'm gonna make a playlist on Spotify called Indie Rock Jock Jams. And Calvin will pin it. I've always wanted to hear an acoustic version of "Y'all Ready for This." <laughs> Chris, Chris like Carabas, y'all ready for this? Chris Carabas, yeah. y'all ready for this? The other reason I thought Chad was going to say is just because he likes them and he's in charge of the music. The, no, that is the a, interesting thing is that I, I really don't he, like them that much because I I get kind of tired at, of them after like a song or two, but they just start pumped. the pod the, they start soon. the podcast off so well. Right. You just have to go with them. Right, yeah. I agree. It's the same as my intro. You just it, you it just starts off it. so well. Right. You really can't change a good thing. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I I fully intended to actually evolve it. I I can't. Mm-hmm. I, I it just feels unnatural. Mm-hmm. And we got it, we can't we have to play every Slaybull song they ever release. Totally. So that's so. at least twenty podcasts over the next year. That done. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, it's time for slices. What do you have, Jesse? All right, well, a, a user, a listener sent this one in. Um, unfortunately, I can't remember. I looked back on Twitter. I couldn't, I didn't see it. I, I looked on uh, the Facebook page, Don't rem- couldn't find the link. But a user did send this in, so I apologize for not giving you the shout-out. If, if it was you who sent this, then, uh, then tweet at us, and, and I'll thank you there. But um, this is an awesome slice. Remember a couple of weeks ago where we talked about the zombie experience where you could go you could pay money and do like go through this like warehouse like paintball guns and and shoot actors who are dressed as zombies for like a a party or something i I recall yeah Yeah. so there is a a new uh party destination that it'd be awesome if they can combine it with with the zombie camp i don't know how they could do it safely but this one sounds just as cool and and my it's located in uh minnesota which you is uh, your your home state? Is that correct? That is correct. So, so if you're visiting home at any point, you and Cameron may want to go to the drive a tank facility, hmm. where they have decommissioned military tanks Whoa. that you can sign up to drive and shoot their machine guns. Shut up! Whoa. It is on a 20 acre course. Now you're going to have to drive along with an instructor who has access to a, a kill switch. Um, it, just in case, I think you that's get a in case. I think that's called the trigger on the machine gun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you the pricing package here because it gets increasingly awesome. Uh, for three hundred ninety nine dollars, uh, you can drive one tank with an open hatch. Uh, so you're kind of looking out the hatch while you're driving around. It's in a 20-acre plot of forest, and you can shoot a machine gun. Uh, for 550, you can navigate two different tanks, and you get access to three machine guns. For another 550, <laughs> this is where it gets awesome. And you're going to say that's double the price. How could it possibly double the price? <laughs> well, you can drive a tank over a car. Shut up. Wow. For seven fifty, two cars, and this is this is the premium package. This is the Rolls Royce of driving a tank and shooting machine guns right here. For for thirty five hundred dollars, you can drive a tank through a trailer home. Wow! <laughs> now While it doesn't say, but I'm assuming it's it. unoccupied. Okay. 
But <laughs> you, you can you can be driving through the woods in a tank, blasting machine guns, and plow dolls. through cars in a trailer home. That's what, honestly, that is That's the manifestation it. of listening to sleigh bells. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Sleigh bells is blasting from that open tank hatch. <laughs> Jesse, how much is it uh, for them to play the A-Team theme music while you drive around? Complimentary. There's wow. speakers in all the in? trees. In all the trees. Wow. Where in Minnesota, Jesse? Uh, it's in a town called uh, Casota. Okay. You know where that is? I do not. It's in a town called Awesomeville. <laughs> we just, we just uh, literally in the last two weeks had two people join our team, move down from Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I am going up there in October. Well, I, I think it would be a, a worthwhile investment to take $3,500 with you and drive <laughs> okay. a tank through a trailer home while shooting it with machine guns. Can we start working that into our budget, Cameron? <laughs> like totally unprovoked. You're just screaming, flying through the woods. You see a trailer home, open fire, and just drive right through it. Like what could possibly be more satisfying? That's pretty awesome. Oh, it's totally awesome. I mean, you think it's a rush to blow up homemade fireworks in in Cameron's parents' swampy backyard. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine unloading a few thousand rounds on a trailer home and then plowing through it in a tank. Oh, man. Yeah, that's that's good. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. All right, what do you have, Maya? Uh, Well, in the past, I've brought you slices about people that take it upon themselves to fight crime, often dressing up and... Being, you sure. know, self-made superheroes. Put a pin on it. Put a pin mm-hmm. on it. Putting it on. The well, pin. apparently, down in Delray Beach, Florida, the of course it's Florida. <laughs> of course it's Florida. There is a program that is sanctioned by the police department. The police know these people are out doing this, and they actually like it. They they appreciate having more people out there on the streets. Um, called the Downtown Delray Beach Ambassadors Program. It's a volunteer group of men and women who dress like vacationers. To often to um, to stop crime and give people tips, like if their phone's sticking out or their wallet's kind of you know looks like it could be be um, snatched. Snatched. They they just kind of come up to you and tell you, and then they walk away. But they're dressed as as tourists. Do they ever identify when they give it, huh. when they're doling out the tips and the life lessons? <laughs> do they ever identify themselves as you know like a deputized? I mean, if they just look like a vacationer, right? It doesn't like, say I'm not going to take a tip from you. I don't know who you are. You, right. may, yeah. you may not know I, what you're yeah. talking about. Who is, who is this uh, kind citizen decked out in Tommy Bahama telling me to put away my iPhone? <laughs> yeah, it says they always wear bright uh, bright yellow vacation shirts, khaki pants, and brown straw fedoras. And one of the people doing it is 80 years old. So this is what you do when you retire. So do they actually stop crime? They, they, it, not really. You're, you're talking it's preventative measures. It's more preventative. I mean, they're, they're, they're very retired. They're in their 70s and 80s. Because I don't think that's a big deterrent to crime. You know what I'm saying? Like an 80-year-old right. person in a bright they yellow shirt and They do walk the streets and they, they give directions and they tell people not to go down back alleys, it said. But I think what would be more effective is you get this tank from Minnesota. You dress <laughs> up Panama Jack on that thing yeah. with a megaphone. That's stopping crime. Panama yeah. Jack. <laughs> Jack. Yeah. And you just get on a megaphone and be like, your wallet's showing! <laughs> yeah, see, hey, well, you! But, but the speaker is at the end of the turret, so you have to turn the <laughs> turret to point right at them so right they can hear them. it. Yeah. <laughs> it's waving wildly. Yeah. <laughs> it's an audio spotlight, and it just shows right in on them. Yeah. It, you know, it's just something to do for your plans when you retire, if you want to be a super, you know, 
<laughs> a vacationing, a vacationing superhero, superhero. And, and, and an affluent resort area. Yes. Okay. It's there. It's a possibility. I, they just own a timeshare and they're hit, just sitting around giving out advice. That's all it is. Yeah. All right. What do you have, Calvin? Um, I'd like to talk to you about. <laughs> You're welcome to. <clears throat> uh, are, you, are you familiar with the term the wolf whistle? No. Like construction workers or oh, whatever, sure. like whistling at ladies walking down the street or guys. Um, well, in uh, good old foggy London town, uh, they have uh, wolf whistles have been silenced. Really? Um, it's been you know long has it been? That? Right. Yeah. Long has it been that uh, an attractive woman was when walking down the street, they would receive unwelcome attention from red-blooded workmen. But now that uh, now they kind of did a survey and they found that that's not really happening. A new survey shows, I'll, I'll read what I see here, a new survey shows that three quarters of tradesmen, including roofers, plasterers, and construction workers, no longer believe it is appropriate. Oh. You, you kind of delivered that like you were hosting Family Feud. <laughs> yeah. A new survey says, <laughs> survey says, wolf whistles. 25 people said wolf whistles. <laughs> You're on the board with 25. <laughs> I would love to play that game, by the I, way. I find that completely shocking because I thought unsolicited cat calls were uh, the number one way that relationships start. That's how I started most of my relationships. Yeah. 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 That's hey. mostly the way that my dad and I communicate. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Let me holler at you. Hey. Psst. <laughs> hey. Psst. I, 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 at you. I was under the impression they work every time. At a red light? Yeah, at a red light. Let me holler at you. <laughs> uh, the research found that 56% would not wolf whistle because they believe the practice is sexist and chauvinistic. Uh, the poll showed a further 19% also would avoid the cat call, but only because they were worried that they might be sued for sexual harassment. Mm. Hmm. That's a lot of f- foresight. Yeah. So um, this made me think of a discussion. We live in a very litigious society. That's true. Um, this made me think of a discussion amongst us here today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? So after so hearing this news, what do you think? I have two questions here. What do you think? We got twenty five on the board. What do you think? I have two questions. What do you think could? I'm just going to talk about it and not actually say anything. What do you think could replace the wolf whistle? Mm-hmm. You know, so if an attractive woman walked by, maybe what could go in its place? That's not sexist. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with a slide whistle. Say slide a whistle. slide whistle. Yeah, maybe golf clap. I don't know. <laughs> you're not gonna. What are you applauding? You're, are you applauding her same, body? It's the same thing. Yeah. I don't know, but you're doing it in a nicer way. No, you're not doing it in a nicer way. It's completely carnal. Maybe just kind of like jazz snaps. <laughs> See, I'm gonna go uh, against you like, totally uh, here, Calvin, and say there needs to be tanks roaming the street right. looking for this kind of behavior. Right. Jesse has one tracked mind today, <laughs> and and it will be at the helm. Will be the guy in the fedora and the yellow shirt. <laughs> exactly. It'll be an elderly person who doesn't put up with no mess. So do we replace the whistle, the wolf whistle, or do we let them wolf whistle, but just add other awesome things? Like? Like a pizza delivery guy driving by or something. Is there, I'd whistle. Other things that they think are cool, <laughs> like a tank going by. Can they so, wolf whistle? So like a real life Pinterest interaction. Yeah, interactive Pinterest in real life. In real life. <laughs> what, what do you say? I'm going to pin that? It's an interactive... You, th- th- you can say that inter- to them. You can I, say that to them. <laughs> to a yeah. girl walking by going, I'd pin that. I'd, I'd pin, pin that. that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, you. Hey, I'd put that on the pin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I, that I, would go over really well. I think that actually will get you sued. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what, what could possibly go wrong yeah. with that strategy? Didn't, didn't you have two discussion questions? No, that was, those were them. Those were both those two questions. What was it? So let's, oh, we'll discuss it. Oh, I got you. All right. 
right. <laughs> we're discussing. We're right discussing. Now? Is this how you met your wife? Yes. Wolf whistles. W- in- uh, real life interactive Pinterest. She was walking by the street, <laughs> and I double tried to double click her. So how how did you meet your wife? Really? Yeah. On uh, we're still getting to know the new guy. I love this story. It's a good one. It's, Do you know? No. Oh, it's good. Back in the day of the mid two thousands of internet popularity, something by the name of MySpace was... You did not meet a, your wife a very high popularity. You did not. People I didn't even would know go. it was legal to meet someone in person. People who would go to MySpace with. to interact with each other digitally. MySpace is the Pinterest <laughs> of 2005. Right. <laughs> Facebook was kind of up and coming. They were the, you know, the ruffians. Did the, you send her a note that said, I'd pin that? I'd pin that. <laughs> I'd MySpace no. that. I, uh, she was a friend of a friend. Hey, girl, you want to get in MySpace? Yeah. <laughs> she, so she was a friend of a friend, and we were at a, an event. Was that mutual friend a guy named Tom? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> because it's weird. Small world. Small world. He introduced Seven degrees of separation, man. Yeah. You just never know. What's Tom doing these days? Hmm. Counting his millions? I, th- I think he just sits in front of a mirror and just, you know, mirror picks himself daily, just all the time, just in- sad. Crying. Just just He's still wearing that white t-shirt, kind of looking over his shoulder. Yeah. But anyway, so we had mutual friends. We were both at this show. And the next day, it was a show that my band played. And the next day, in creepy MySpace behavior, as my band, I was looking at people that had gone to that show and friending them as my band, trying to do a little, you know, guerrilla marketing. Mm-hmm. She refused the friend request. Because <gasps> it's creepy. Well, no, it because she, she hated the band. Right. <laughs> so I wrote her back, I mean, and then I just kind of engaged her in conversation, and we did like a You've Got Mail thing on MySpace for about two months. And uh, four months later, I proposed to her. But incidentally, the... Oh, 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 on yeah. MySpace or in person? Well, no, 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 no. Cut to I'm trying, we got married, and now <laughs> we have a kid. I'm trying... Hold on. I'm actually trying to do the math here. Yeah. You, you messaged back and forth for two months... Well, like a month, probably okay. a month and a half, and then and then after you met in person, it was four months that you got married, or from the first time you messaged her, it was no, four uh, months. Uh, four months after meeting her face to face, we got engaged. Wow, why? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, what what was the hurry? I was. MySpace was going away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we wanted to lock down the MySpace story. <laughs> we, were, yeah. we may not have a method of communication. It's going to be sold. <laughs> we, were, we were hoping they would sponsor our wedding, so we felt like we were under the gun. How long till you got married? Oh, we, we were engaged a year. Oh, okay. oh you just yeah, did it okay. backwards. Usually we people date it, for a year. We and then dated you'd a get year engaged. and then got engaged five six months. Or married five months later. Well, she is such a cool person. I realized four months in that I, you know, was you not going to get... Better put a ring on it. This is the one. I had to lock it down. So that's what I did. And then we spent a year, uh, then I spent a year convincing her that it was the right thing to do. <laughs> so that, that could be a possible discussion topic. Uh, how did you meet, or have you ever done creepy things on MySpace? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we have two options for questions. <laughs> how did you meet the love of your life? And if you don't have one, have you ever done anything creepy on MySpace? Or yeah, funny, weird MySpace fast slash Facebook stories. Yeah, yeah. Which, which, well, well, that'd be too similar to Netiquette, probably. Yeah, probably, probably. All right, well, that'll uh, that'll do it for slices. Stay tuned. Up next, pomegranates. Next 
You're listening to Florence plus the machine. The song is breaking down, which which will happen if you're on the road all the time and don't take care of yourself. You gotta you gotta keep those machines running properly. Right, that's what it's about. It's not exactly. about touring. Right. Is that the same machine that was raged against in the '90s? Yes. Well, so, that one broke down. So right. this is a Florence resurrected it. Florence, Florence took it up and, and is wrote a song. Yeah, warning against. Or it's really a, a manual, a maintenance manual of how to keep your machine from breaking down. That's great. It's nice of her. The uh, video for Breaking Down is playing at uh, our website. Pomegranates is an indie rock band. Not a firework. It's <laughs> good to know. <laughs> from uh, Cincinnati. Oh, they're really blowing up. <laughs> <laughs> from, from Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, the band began in 2006 as a project between a couple of friends, Jacob Merritt and Isaac Carnes. Over time, the band grew into a four-piece and uh, with the addition of Joey Cook and Kurt Kaiser. Their fourth and newest album, Heaven, is uh, beautiful. It's filled with pulsating guitar sounds and plenty of reverb. Former podcaster Ryan Hamm recently spoke to him. Here's Jacob Merritt of Pomegranate. When I was listening through Heaven, it seems like, uh, in general, uh, not completely, but in general, there's like a lot less reverb on this album. Was there like a conscious effort to sort of get the instruments and the lyrics sort of out from behind stuff that might disguise it normally? I think uh, I think it was more just a curiosity to yeah, because in the past we've been we use a lot of reverb and we still do, mm-hmm. but I think recording we just, we wanted to maybe. Uh, try some different sounds than we were used to in the past where the guitar is a little more drier and maybe emphasize what they're playing a little bit more, perhaps. Uh, and I think as far as the lyrics popping a little bit more than in the past, that that is probably just a mixing thing where, yeah, where we didn't put as much reverb on the vocals, maybe that's what you're referring to, and, and let the vocals be a little bit more present than in the past where we kind of want to hide it a little bit more behind the instrumentation. How does your songwriting, I mean, because you guys are, I mean, you're obviously a band and um, like, how does the songwriting process go? Like who kind of comes up with the lyrics, the lyrics come before melody or does melody come first or how does that work? I I guess generally speaking with the lyrics and with the music for this album, we kind of just decided to go with that first gut reaction and like whatever the first instinct is to just go with it and have fun and not worry about it. Because in the past, I feel like we had a tendency to like really think about each part, like how's this going to fit with this. Mm-hmm. And on this album, it was kind of just let ourselves relax and just go with uh, 
because in our minds, the, the first sounds we were coming up with were the ones that like felt natural. So I try and do something that <laughs> yeah. wasn't natural. Mm -hmm. And so I think we let our, our lyrics be a little bit more gut reactionary. When they first heard the song, I had lyrics come to their mind rather than kind of fret over the lyrics for a few months, making sure that they're they're perfect. Mm -hmm. And so I think maybe as a result of that, this album feels a little more earnest than past albums. I mean, even though it sounds like it sort of came to each of you and individually, like there's there's a lot of like lyrical cohesion on this album, um, and it's particularly like there are a lot of love songs on this album. Um, and I was just curious, like where that kind of theme came from. It seems like at least the word love or some type of love is explored in almost every song. Yeah, I think it kind of stemmed out of the album is called Heaven, and so I think all the songs kind of. Uh, explore a representation of that or in some way reference heaven uh, like whether the song is pass away where Isaac was in a having a dream <laughs> and in his dream he was at a, a kiss concert <laughs> and he was backstage and Jesus was like playing guitar along to a track <laughs> and singing these songs and like he's just like staring into Isaac's soul <laughs> and <laughs> kind of an unusual dream I guess but so yeah, everything is just kind of whatever the lyrical content of the songs. I feel like they're all kind of have a hopefulness about them or like they're looking towards eternity mm -hmm. or even like the, the idea of respect. Like there's a song called Sisters and it's basically about <laughs> respecting women, I guess in a sense. Yeah, yeah. I was going to I was going to ask you about that. Like where did that song in particular come from? Maybe subconsciously we've just kind of developed uh, a concern or whatnot for equality and um, just how our society really uh, can objectify people based on the way they look and not like thinking about, I don't know, things that are more consequential than that. And then that leads to like really bad attitudes towards uh, women uh, specifically, I guess. And so we just had the idea to write this song about respecting women <laughs> and treating them like sisters <laughs> instead of just like a, a sex object. A lot of the songs too, I mean, you mentioned this before, but a lot of them have some kind of, you know, mention of like uh, spirituality or heaven or like some kind of divinity. But then there's other ones that seem to be about romantic love. Do you see any link between romantic and divine love? And uh, like, what kind of link do you see? Yeah, I think all four of us would agree that we value what the Bible has to say about things. And I think uh, a romantic relationship is supposed to mirror like a spiritual relationship mm -hmm. or be a representation of that like mm -hmm. the way a man cares for his wife 
like the, the representation of a spiritual truth manifesting itself physically in a, in a real relationship. So maybe that's how the lyrics kind of have a romantic vibe, but also sort of a spiritual vibe mm-hmm. <laughs> or something that is pointing to something more eternal, I guess. Son of God, I really need you. And that's the truth these days. That was Pomegranates. Check them out at their website, pomegranatesart.com. You're listening to Courier. The song is Paper Ghost, which I'm sure they delivered to their label in a timely manner. (laughs) 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 The note is the the video's playing on this website I've never heard of, rgm.com. And so I just asked Chaz off off, uh, mic, what is that? It's a site we uh, that I launched last week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and we're apparently funneling traffic to it. It's a redirect to a MySpace blog. I've been running. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and he explained uh, in the in the hiatus of relevant TV, right. we are we are posting the video of the day. Uh, just at relevantmagazine.com in the culture section. Yeah, every morning at eleven o'clock. And there that Courier are. video is phenomenal, by the way. So go check it out. Cool. Okay, it's time for indie rock band. Or firework. Take it away, Jesse. All right. Well, uh, this is this is a, uh, the original classic uh, indie rock band or game that that we came up with last year. Um, so we're coming out of the Fourth of July. I'm sure uh, most of the listeners saw some sort of Independence Day celebration where they got to see fireworks and explosions and all types of cool stuff. Um, but there are lots of different kinds of fireworks out there. So. Uh, we have a little game that we want to play with with Maya and Galvin, two experts in the fields of, of indie rock and fireworks. Um, so how it works is I'm going to read the name of either an indie rock band or a firework. Uh, either Calvin or Maya, whose ever turn it is, is going to have to say whether they think that is in fact a band name or the name of an awesome firework. So the rules are pretty simple. Um, we'll do five questions each and then a, a, a lightning round if it, okay. if it goes to a tie. All right. What are you doing, Cameron? I'm reading the uh, Roland Podcast Twitter update. No. What? You're supposed to be keeping score. I'm also keeping it's score. It's been so long. You don't know how to do it. <laughs> well, he's, he's just <laughs> so, saying what he actually does when right. he tries to keep score. <laughs> I thought you were asking. I'm interacting with our readers in live fashion. I'm live tweeting the podcast right now. Mm. That's not true at all. <laughs> so anyway, them's the rules. He's updating his MySpace. <laughs> All right, so uh, Calvin, you'll be going first. So I'm gonna name. I'm gonna name something. You gotta tell whether it's a firework or an indie rock band. Uh, the first uh, question is Requiem for a Scream. Is that an indie rock band or a firework? <laughs> what I love about about this is the comedy really is in. It could be both, and that's just. 
that's what I love about it. Precisely. Um, way, like way to point out the I obvious. I think you understand. Way to point out the obvious <laughs> angle. It's his, it's his first, his first just, game. Oh, okay, because that's I the just, whole point. No, I, don't, well, no, I know that's the point. It just gives me joy. It's, I think that's great. We, we, we've done, I think really we've, happy done any, right now. we've done any yeah. rock band or amusement park ride. Which was a good one. Uh, we've done... I, I, I want to say we've done probably four versions of this game. Yeah. And they're all equally as confounding. I've done like things just around the office because uh, we have a parking lot right outside of the office here and we have signs as, up. As most buildings most do. Most buildings do. We have yeah. signs up that says, you know, no you know, parking for relevant employees only. And I, for a while there, when we would get people parking in the spaces that shouldn't be, I would call, we would call them rogue parkers or someone said rogue parkers. So I was like, oh, that, you know, that could be an indie band. So then I thought of like... Did you form a MySpace page? No. <laughs> when I thought of like parking lot behavior or indie rock band. <laughs> Random parking lot behavior. Yeah, it was, it was a bit out there, but Rogue Parkers was one of them. I thought that mm-hmm. could be... Good. That is a good one. What, what would something else be that's not dirty of should, what should, you do in a parking lot? Hmm. <laughs> it's pretty limited selection. Window steamers? <laughs> not dirty. No. Backer inner? <laughs> not dirty. That's definitely <laughs> dirty. <laughs> uh, pavement screecher? Not no. Shopping <laughs> 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 cart lever. Uh, exhaust pipe. Hit and run. Oh, hit and run. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So 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 anyway, so anyway. Requiem for a scream. <laughs> requiem for a scream. I am gonna say that's a firework. You are correct, sir. Yeah. Yes. I applaud myself. <laughs> good, good work. Um, uh, all right, Maya. Uh, you can even the score here with Warlord of the Rings. Ooh. That has to be a firework. That is a firework. Nice. All right, all right Calvin. Flash guns. Um, I think, isn't that the sequel to Magic Mike? <laughs> <laughs> I got all sorts of magic mic material. <laughs> I'm gonna try to work it in. <laughs> all right, f- flash guns. Yeah. Um, indie band, indie rock. You, band. Are, cor- you are correct. Nice. The flash guns are a band. All right, all right Maya. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> there's so many good ones here. Uh, Ten thousand degrees sunburn. Is that a firework or an indie band? Firework. You are correct. Wow. Nice. All right, all right Calvin. Uh, Cal- it's, is, it two to, is it two to two? Are we all tied up? We're yeah. tied up. I was just going to say, did Calvin get the last one? Okay, there you go. <laughs> okay. Right. Two to two. Um, uh, smoke fairies. <laughs> smoke fairies. Uh, <laughs> firework. That is an indie band. Oh! Oh! oh. All right, Maya, you could take the lead if you can name correctly Nukes of Hazard. <laughs> Nukes of Hazard. <laughs> See, the, the trick is that it's so obvious. Right. Maybe it's not as obvious as the, And then you get in that loop of logic. No logic here? I say you go with your gut. I'm going to go with firework. You are correct. Ah. Boom. See? Sometimes the obvious answer is the correct answer. Oh, we should be quiet over there. <laughs> I'm her indie, fire, <laughs> indie band or firework coach. So, so, Calvin, you really need this one to get back into this ball game. Well, I don't know how I will. I don't even have a coach. <laughs> Chad well, coach. I would I'm go with your gut. What, what does your gut tell you with naughty elephant? <laughs> naughty well, um, elephant. See, if I go with my gut. Go with the gut, man. 
my gut says my gut says firework. You are correct. Oh, oh. so this could way. tie it up, my. If if this it, could be for the win, yeah, yeah this, it is it. tied. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, indie rock band or firework? Boston spaceships. Mm. Boston spaceships. Indie rock band. For the win, Woo! you are correct. Hey, four to three. Hey. I was keeping score. Mm. I won. Wow. Nice job. I prefer to win. Yeah, well done. <laughs> uh, I'll read a couple more um, just for the, the sake of, of the listeners. Um, Little Comets, indie rock band. Oh. Yeah. I would think um, it's Twitter Glitter. <laughs> firework. Really? Yeah. That's very, um, that's very uh, cultural reference for a firework, you know? Yeah. It's, very current. Uh, yeah, it's very current industry. I think it only has 140 explosions or less. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, release the sunburn. Hmm. Indie rock band. I'm gonna paint that on the side of my car. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll I'll put a pin on that. Um, <laughs> put that on the pin. Anyway, uh, we'll have plenty more next year. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it for indie rock band or firework. Tune in next year for the next. <laughs> well, no, well, we'll it could be, be indie rock band or. Other other things as we've done throughout the year. Right, well, I, this is my first. I really enjoyed it. All right, stay tuned. Up next, your feedback. But even what an evil man thinks is really pinking on his insides doesn't mean you shouldn't pull his card out. So what if a man blinks in Morris code while he sings if he sings his heart out? Everybody's gotta get paid. I'd say far out, no way. Frankly, I'd be amazed. But a patriot would save the day, make the hitch out CIA. What's bad? What's good? A complicated man is misunderstood, even to himself. Acutely unaware what's in a shallow breath of air and long exhale of something else. I'll never shirk this first world curse. You're listening to why song is sod in the seed i think there's a biblical principle in that it's time for your feedback last time we were together we asked you about your social media pet peeves uh that got a lot of attention especially on the old social media channels and um apparently people have a lot of pet peeves Uh, i i have a few that have occurred to me over the course of the week, thinking and more and more and observing my pet peeves happening. One of my biggest ones, when people link Get Glue and Foursquare accounts to their Twitter feed. I don't care that you checked in to a TV show that you're watching. Yeah. Unconnect it. Thank you. Yeah, I, I saw that. I saw someone else uh, post that as well. Also, political posts and stuff, like where they talk like... Like so and so is an idiot, or so and so it's all negative. It's like you know what? That's just not. It's just not good. It's just not a good look in general Mm -hmm. to be kind of bigoted on either side. I'm just saying. Anyway, what is any any political conversation that the last comment is a link from Snopes.com was was not a worthwhile (laughs) Facebook post. (laughs) And I think we all know what I'm talking about. So uh, you guys went over to the podcast episode page uh, at the allnewrelevantmagazine.com. You also went onto our Twitter at Relevant Podcast and our Facebook page and posted your social media pet peeves there. Here's a few of our favorites. 
Well, Josiah via our Facebook page, uh, Relevant Podcast, um, we, we mentioned Instagram pictures of airplane wings. Uh, Josiah mentioned Instagram pictures of fortune cookie fortunes and lattes. <laughs> He's tired of those, which I agree. I'm pretty tired of those. Did you too. see like half a dozen people tweeted us pictures of airplane wings? I'm really? telling you, it's got to be the most popular that's, thing on Instagram. That's funny. That's that great. That's funny. Um, John says ultrasound pictures. Oh, but they're, they're just joyous For trying family. to share. Yeah. Yeah, that's mean. It's well, a little self-centered of him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do. My Twitter is way different than my, when I, what I post on Facebook. Facebook, I post pictures and kid stuff and whatnot, but Twitter, I don't. Yeah, Twitter, you say more uh, pithy observations pithy of observations. the American existence. Yes. Twitter, I just figured they don't want to see pictures, is really. Right. I like uh, this one from Carson Schaefer, who says statuses such as, wow, really? I can't believe you sometimes. Stuff like that, like vague booking statuses is how this yeah. person uh, defines it. I, I actually love vague booking. Just fishing for, for like sympathy or yeah. curiosity from your friends. Yeah, I, I think that's the funniest <laughs> thing. Well, Randy on Facebook says game request. We, I couldn't live with those. He says I could definitely live without those. Those are very, very annoying. Like when you log into Facebook and you have the little notification icon, you're like, ooh, did someone tag me? It, you know, did, did someone comment on something? No, someone invited me to be their zomb- in their zombie alliance that I don't know. You would do that, though, Jesse. I like this one. Austin Campbell, Austin <laughs> Campbell posted on the podcast page. Uh, it annoys me. When I follow Jesse Carey on Twitter, <laughs> thinking, wow, this is going to be awesome. He's hilarious. Then only to be let down. Last post, 270 plus days ago. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's on blast there. Hashtag my, you my rocks. You obviously uh, check it and stuff now, I guess. now. No, no. no oh, he, Jesse does. Well, he checks the, he checks the, the podcast. podcast stream. Yeah, I've contributed to the podcast. You know, I, it's, it's not, it's not, I don't do it out of animosity towards people. Yeah. It's just... <laughs> yeah. You know, I'll it's not like you. I have these people in mind when I'm like, you know, I think I'll tweet today. Nah, I really got them good today again. <laughs> <laughs> no content. No, I've thought about, I've thought about, you know, uh, reopening it. I mean, I never really officially close it, but you know, actually logging on. Uh, so we'll see. <laughs> that'll do it. Uh, that'll do it for last week's question. Here's this week's editorial question of the week. So you know, earlier in the podcast, we learned. That Calvin is a cyber stalker, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, he's been kicked off of MySpace several times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we want to know. It got us thinking. We want to know your story. How did you meet your love interest? Because not all of you are married. Obviously, actually, if we read our demographics, literally half of you are not married. Fifty-one percent are married. Forty-nine percent are not of our listeners. Um, so it, you know who you are. Yeah. So even if you haven't <laughs> met the one yet, you know the person maybe you're serious about. Do, do you have any crazy stories of how you guys met? And if you haven't at all met the one, if you're if you're flying solo right now, do you have any creepy MySpace stories? <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we've said before we've met. I was your waitress at TGI Fridays. That is true. My life was the movie Office Space, and I fell for the girl covered in flair. Was the minimal um, amount of flair. Jesse, what about you? Uh, I mean, we ours wasn't too exciting. We just met through mutual friends uh, in college. Okay, Chad. I asked my wife out the very first time. Pulled up next to her in, at a stoplight. <laughs> I can holla at you. Yep. I told her to roll her window down. And I you told did her, not. I'm not kidding. Did you I'm do the, the, and then the you, motion? You wolf whistle. I did because she had an old uh, Honda Civic 
and it didn't have power windows. And I was like, I, you know, the what, crank. So you, so you did the crank hand in? motion. This was in Phoenix. We both lived in Phoenix at the time. And I, I knew thought her. You, I thought you lived in Phoenix because of her. Like nope. you were with her. I went to school in Phoenix and I met her out there. You pulled up so, next to a girl at a stoplight. Mm-hmm. Told her I, that, I was familiar the, with her because she went to the same church that I was a part of, but I had never really hung out with her or talked to her. And I, and I had in my mind, it was a Sunday and a big group of us had gone out to lunch after church. And I had in my mind that I was going to ask this girl out because I knew I was moving back to New York soon. And so my window was closing. Her window literally was closing. Literally was, yeah. Your window was closing. So you were doing the little wind motion. So we, uh, she, she left the restaurant and I was like, crap, I didn't get a chance to ask her out. So I, I got in my car, raced after her and I was able to catch up to her at a stoplight was like, roll your window down. And I asked her out. Hey. Yep. Did you, did, you want to go like out? A, did you have an opening hey, line? Hey, what's your like, MySpace? Uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> Mine's Phoenix Guy 778. <laughs> your left rear tire looks low. Yeah. <laughs> you should get that looked at. Oh, and by the way, do you want to yeah. go out? Yeah. I can well, change. I've got your attention. I can fix your tire. <laughs> Pardon me, do you have any great poop balls? <laughs> do you have any great poop balls? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so write us at our podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com or hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast or hit us over on our Facebook page. Friend us. I mean, you could look for us on MySpace, but you'll only find Calvin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go, go, friend. Of, okay, seriously. <laughs> yeah. Go, friend. Uh, Everyone, Calvin go, on friend. Calvin. <laughs> no, that means they, they have to re- reactivate yeah. their accounts. Yeah, and there's going to be a big flurry. <laughs> like a hundred people, they're like, "Yes!" I, they're they're gonna celebrate in the MySpace offices because a hundred yeah. people signed up. <laughs> We're back, <week>. baby! <laughs> Call Justin Timberlake. We're getting that funding. <laughs> hey Zuckerberg! <laughs> Guess who's back? <laughs> oh man! Uh, okay, do all that and let us know how you met your uh, your other half. Yeah, if, we want some good stories. Yeah, good stories, not boring ones like Jesse's. <laughs> <laughs> on that I'm note, at school. <laughs> no, no, we'll wrap it up. Many thanks to the Pomegranates for talking to us. You can check out their new album at pomegranatesart.com and all the places that music is streamed or sold. And if you haven't checked out the new relevantmagazine.com, please do. We'd love to uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, go check it out. It's expanded. It's the the podcast section is actually a lot better than it used to be. And uh, if you subscribe to the magazine, you get instant access now to all the premium content and some great downloads, including our summer album. So as soon as you subscribe, you can log right in and download a 20-track album of some great music featuring the likes of Charles Bradley and Chromatics and Damian Dorado and Matthew Perryman Jones and uh, Andrew Bird and Zach Williams and the Bellow and Gunger. It's an amazing album. You get it for free right when you log in. After you subscribe. Um, and not only that, you get to read the current issue for free online and uh, while you're waiting for it to be mailed to you. So anyway, we'd love it if you subscribed and uh, support the podcast. It'd mean a lot. Appreciate it. All right. Well, that'll do it. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Maya Strang. Put it on the pin. <laughs> I'm Jesse Carey. That's Chad Michael Snavely. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. 
Go follow us on Twitter at Relevant Podcast. And for more great content, check out relevantmagazine.com. Well, well, what you described is the, is the combination of a landmine and a Molotov cocktail.